Take away the world's desires when we pray. Holy Spirit, lift us higher when we pray. When we pray. When we pray. Let it not be for a season when we Wisdom and not reason when we pray. Let your name be our petition when we pray. When we
the church. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I come before you, Lord, recognizing that you are supreme in authority. Your power is great in the heavens and the earth, and your anger is shown against all wickedness and the evil imagination of men. Father, I boldly approach your throne yet again, this time asking for grace and mercy for your bride, the church. Your word says that judgment shall begin at the house of God, so let the church bear the greatest indictment because your invisible works are clearly seen, demonstrating your eternal power and divine nature. All men are without excuse. Yet through hypocrisy, we have given place to your enemies to blaspheme your great and holy name. Because of our perversion and deceitfulness, which brings shame to your name, they question whether we are really your children. For this cause, Lord, we are guilty and bear the greater burden. We have been weighed in the balance and been found wanting yet we refuse to change our path. We have been deliberate in our great trespass before you, Lord, and we are not hidden from your sight. We have provoked you to anger with our foolish and unwise behavior, being spiritually blind and naked, allowing the world to see our shame. Heavenly Father, because you are a God of mercy and great compassion, we come before you in humility that you may examine our ways. We come before you confessing that if we humble ourselves and pray, seek your face, and turn from our wicked ways, then will you hear from heaven, forgive our sins, and heal our land. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we thank you, Heavenly Father, that your hands are not shortened that they cannot save, nor your ear heavy that it cannot hear. We stand before you, Lord, to answer the indictment that has been laid against us, and pray that through repentance our sins will be forgiven. For we have done wicked things in your sight, even rebellion against your commandments and your continued reminders and warnings. In the name of Jesus, we acknowledge our shortcomings and weaknesses, seeking to be washed in the blood of our Savior Jesus Christ. For we were called to be the salt of the earth, a people that would bear witness to your name, follow your examples, live by your commandments, and set a difference between that which is holy and that which is profane. Instead, our hearts have been pierced with the desires of the world, and we have adopted their ways, chasing after materialism and lust and compromising your standards. We have not sought you for who you are, but for what you can give and how much we can get. We have allowed worldliness into your church and created unholy alliances with the world, calling that which is evil good and that which is good evil, while refusing to take a righteous stand. We have sought validation from the world and coveted the admiration of men who have perverted your statutes for selfish gain. We have shown them all that is in your sanctuary, giving access to thieves and robbers who now make merchandise of your sheep and a mockery of your name. We have failed to protect the innocent, neglected the cries of the poor, and watched as families are being destroyed. We have not sanctified you in the eyes of the people, becoming powerless gift chasers who adorn the things on the outside while failing to address the evil within. We have compromised your word by seeking popularity and friendship with the world, choosing to entertain the masses with our talents and gifts while watering down your word and speaking fables instead of convicting people to change. We stand idle as the innocent are snatched from the womb while we defend the guilty giving them place on your stage. We are consumed with the pursuit of wealth 
while at the same time we are robbed of morality, dignity, and holiness. Through compromise and exploitation, we have lost our influence. Through sermonettes and motivational speeches, we have catered to itching ears. And through hypocrisy and double standards, our pulpits have been stripped of power and authority. We have even embraced the lifestyles of this world and distorted the meaning of your love instead of preaching the sovereign design and plan of God. We have lost our way, Lord, and given over to the cares of this life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, forgive us, Father, for we bombard your throne with selfish prayers while the world around us declines and decay, drifting further and further away from you. We have been mesmerized by the lust of the world and desensitized by its influences while engaging in unspeakable acts, adultery and fornication, abortions, drunkenness, promiscuity, hatred and insensitivity, drug use, blasphemies, idolatry, man lying with man, women lying with women. We defile ourselves by flooding our minds with pornography, immorality and lust and other kinds of sexual perversion. We have neglected our children and not taught them your ways, putting success and riches before love and direction. We have allowed our marriages to grow cold, harbored unforgiveness, and refused to show affection, while opening the door for the enemy to wreak havoc in our families. We have become a lukewarm church, lacking holiness and obedience to your word, even denying your name, Lord, and abandoning the cross. We have allowed false prophets to operate in the church while embracing false gods and religions. We are in a backslidden state and confess our sins before you. We were all born into this world with something to surrender, but so many of us have refused to let go, choosing to embrace our fallen nature by making excuses for sin, as opposed to trusting your word for deliverance and healing. In doing so, we have denied the power of the cross and the delivering authority of your resurrection. We go down in the water, but never come up, sinking further and further into the depth you gave your life to conquer. We have titles without meaning, performances without actors, services without substance, and buildings that are lifeless when it comes to the real power of God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we repent, Lord, and ask for your forgiveness. Lord, let your anger and fury be held back, and let your mercy fall upon us as we repent of our wicked deeds and turn back to you. Let us once again be the people you have chosen to show yourself strong in the earth, and through our examples and trusting your word, the world will once again look to the church for salvation and demonstration of the true power of God. Lord, please hear our cry, incline thine ear, and behold our frail state, that we may eagerly approach your throne with boldness and have confidence at your appearing. Your word says that you will never leave or forsake us, and we come to you by faith, knowing that without faith it is impossible to please you. Deliver us from the guilt of the past and wipe away all condemnation, for through our sin we have given the enemy access to our lives and the legal right to carry out his diabolical plan of destruction against us. But now, Lord, through repentance, his rights have been revoked. In the name of Jesus, we denounce Satan and his demonic forces of evil and his rebellion against the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus and the finished work of the cross, he loses all rights to torment, deceive, destroy, afflict, and manifest himself in the lives of your people. And we sever all ties, cooperation, agreement, conspiracy, and relationship with the world and the world system. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we command Satan to loose every stronghold, demonic manifestation, 
false belief, vice, grip, addiction, spell, and curse right now according to the word of God. We choose you, Lord, and the finished work of the cross and want no part of Satan and the temptations of this world. I declare right now that we are loosed in your precious name. Lord, we renew our covenant and commitment to you and exercise our choice to faithfully serve you with all of our heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. In the name of Jesus, we make a conscious choice to turn back to you and once again follow after your statutes and commandments and pledge our undivided service and devotion to you. But we have been bought with a price and serving you is our reasonable service. So help us, Lord, to be lights in this world, ambassadors of the Most High God and instruments of righteousness, representing your will and not our own. I pray, Lord, that our hunger and thirst for you is never quenched and that you give us both to will and to do your good pleasure, that we as a church may fulfill the calling and purpose that you have spoken over our lives. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we denounce the pleasures of this world, false doctrine and all forms of spiritual adultery. We pray that you expose the synagogue of Satan operating behind church walls, every lying and deceitful spirit and demons operating as the angels of light. Let us not worship or reverence anyone or anything but the true and living God and drive out the spirit of Antichrist. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that you remove all doubts and bring revelation to every distortion of the truth and that we drive out the spirit of Jezebel that teaches fornication, lust, and idolatry that her curse, seduction, and influence be broken and bound right now in the name of Jesus and erased from the hearts and minds of your people. I ask, Lord, that the depths of Satan operating in the church be exposed and driven out in Jesus' name, that we no longer defile ourselves through the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, hating all evil, pride, arrogance, and the evil way. Grant us spiritual discernment that we are not deceived, let us examine the fruit of a man and not be gift chasers led astray by talents, gifts, and charisma. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that the church will once again be known for its good works, love, faith, dedication, patience, and compassion to all men. That we hate the sin but love the sinner, understanding that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. Let us love according to the word of God, standing on the truth preaching the word in and out of season and making no provision for the flesh while understanding that grace is not an excuse for sin and a justification for heaven. Help us, Lord, to minister without compromise to those seeking the truth and be found without spot or wrinkle, boldly proclaiming the truth of Christ and the power of his resurrection. Let us live and reign with Christ, clothed with holiness and abiding in his presence through eternity. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I speak life into your church and come against all dead things. Let our branches bring forth fruit in their season and our roots be nourished by the waters of life. Let us be called and set apart, chosen and faithful, serving as kings and priests in your kingdom, knowing that we are in the end times, that we be not lulled to sleep by the passing of days, nor deceived by scoffers who deny your coming, but that we are watchful and that day does not overtake us as a thief in the night. We are pilgrims in the earth, and this is not our home. So we look forward to the rapture and second coming of Christ, having faith that the promises of God shall come to pass. In the name of Jesus, I pray that we hold fast to our belief that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man cometh to the Father but by you, and that we never lose our boldness and passion for the Most High God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that we are not weary in well-doing, 
and that we have a desire to spend quality time in your word and in fellowship with you. That we neglect not the fellowshipping of the saints as we are one in the body of Christ and sealed by the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. That we may all faithfully walk in the calling and purpose we have been given, pressing toward the mark and high calling of Jesus Christ our Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are able to keep that which we have committed unto you against that day and that nothing we have done is in vain but all things are accounted to our heavenly account that we may be rich towards God. Lord, let us run this race with patience, looking unto you who has endured the cross and despised the shame for the joy that was set before you, that our names be confessed before the Father and written in the Lamb's book of life. I pray, Lord, that we are steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the love of God, that we may receive a crown of life promised to those who endure unto the end. Now unto God, who knows the beginning from the end, who is our shield in time of trouble, and who causes us to endure the fiery furnaces of life, we give you honor and praise. We proclaim and ascribe greatness to your name, for your deeds are perfect and all that you do is just and fair. You own the cattle on a thousand hills and cause darkness to flee in the presence of light. I pray, Lord, that we demonstrate our gratitude for all that you have done by keeping your commandments. For your word says obedience is better than sacrifice and rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Let your word be a light unto our path, revelation in darkness, and our blueprint for all matters pertaining to this life and the one thereafter. It is through you, Heavenly Father, and the power of your might that one could chase a thousand and two could put ten thousand to flight. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. These things I ask and pray and affirm in Jesus' great and holy name. Amen. 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 And good evening and happy Sabbath. To and you. That's yes. right. Yes. And welcome to LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing in time Bible study. study. So get your Bibles ready and here we go with some more great Bible study. Yes. And happy Sabbath. To happy you. Sabbath. It is a uh, Wonderful day. Yes, uh, it is. Night, because it's happy Saturday. That's right. Yes. It, it's a wonderful night. Yes, it is. So we're going to be talking about growing through the Word, which is the Bible. Yes. Growing through the, the word. word. Now we're going to start with Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14 and 15. Ephesians in the New Testament, chapter 4. Verse 14 and 15. So then, we may no longer be children tossed like ships to and fro between chance, gust of teaching, and wavering with every changing wind of doctrine. The prey of the cunning and cleverness of unscrupulous men Gamblers engaged in every shifting form of trickery in inventing errors to mislead. Verse 15. Rather let our lives lovingly express truth in all things, speaking truly, dealing truly, and living truly, enfolded in love. Let us grow up in every way. And in all things into him who is the head, even Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Amen. Amen. 
So we don't want to be children tossed to and from. We need to grow in his word. We understand when you first come to Christ, we don't know a lot. We love the Lord and we want to learn about him and we're excited and got that zeal. We need to keep the zeal. But when we first get started, we really don't know a whole lot. Am I right? Yeah. If we, we're learning and we just got started and we're anxious to learn. Yes. And we running from here to there trying to pick up pieces and learn more. So we're excited. So, so all the doctors yeah. that are thrown out there, you're yeah. grabbing them. So we're grabbing them and yeah. thinking that, uh, okay, this document is right, this right, that right. But as you go along, the Holy Spirit tells you what to drop and what to hold on to. That's right, because so, we got to be careful of those that are out there. Right. Trying to mislead you anyways, the false teachers that yes, are out there. false teachers. And you have to be aware of false teachers. Because there is beginning to be more and more of them as time goes by. You know, the Bible is warning us about in a, in a time mm -hmm. there will be more false prophets. That's and right. there are more of them that's out there. And he tells me they speak not of this word. There's no light in them. That's right. So you need to know your Bible. You need to read your Bible. So when you hear someone speak of God's word, you'll know if it's the truth or not. Now, there's a lot of Bibles out there. That is true, too. So you have to know which one to believe. They're all not alike, and they all don't read alike. So, well, the biggest problem is when you have the Holy Spirit to lead you, again, the Holy Spirit leads you to all truth. So you know what, what Bible to read. Um, that's a whole new study mm -hmm. on that. We're not even going to speak too much about that, but it, it's a reason for that, too. Yes, yes. So, you know, the Bible makes it clear that our walk with Christ does not stop on the day of conversation. That's Instead, right. when, we, when people give themselves to Christ, they begin a whole new life. Let's look in Romans chapter 6 and verse 4. They begin a whole new life. Romans 6 and chapter 4 says, We were buried therefore with him by the baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, so we too might habitually live and behave in newness of life. So it becomes a habit to live and behave in the newness of life. Now this does not mean that a new Christian has to work to reach salvation. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> As in other faiths, instead the Christian already has salvation and he or she already stands perfect and accepted in God. Now for this reason, the Christian begins to live a life that shows that salvation. 
They live the life that shows the salvation. And the key word there, live. it says begin. It begins to live. Begin. That's the key word. You begin. So you're not already there. You are beginning to live a life. And yes, we are saved by faith. But what kind of faith? Well, it is a faith that is shown in a life that serves Jesus Christ. Right. Faith is an action word. Don't yes. ever forget that. So it's very important to our new life in Christ is spiritual growth. As Christians, we cannot remain the same. We are always changing to better show right. the image of Jesus Christ. Yeah, so it's not about us. It's about Jesus Christ. And so faith is the action word. That means it's more, no more leaning on what you think or what you can do. It's more it's saying, I give it to God and wait on him to answer. Amen. And I that he can to, work through me. Yes. And I give it to God and let him work it out. Amen. See, that faith is when you no longer worry about it, but give it to someone that cannot only fix it, but work it out that in a way that's better for you. And work it out that he gets the glory. That's right. That's faith. Not you take it up on yourself and try to make it work out for you. Because then you're selfish and prideful. But That's when you right. have that faith in God, you give it all to Him and walk out from under and say, It's done. Father, you know best that Thy will be done here on earth as it is in your kingdom and walk out from under. That's right, because when, um, when you are converted, which is conversion, the time, <clears throat> the meaning of that is the time when a person fully accepts Jesus as his or her Savior and repents of past sin. Mm -hmm. So, and it is, it is important to spiritual growth, and the spiritual growth is the Word of God. Yeah. So that is an important part of growing in Christ is through his word. See, the Bible shows us how and why we must grow in the grace of our Lord Jesus and our Savior. We got to get to know him better. We right. got to get to know Jesus better. That personal relationship that you build with Jesus Christ is just like meeting a new friend. Mm -hmm. When you first meet that friend, it's kind of only shaky thing. But the better you get to know that friend and they get to know you, the closer you get. In other like, words, they're not, you're not just acquainted right, with Right, right. Okay. And that's the way it is with Jesus. The more time you spend in his word, the better you get to know Jesus. The closer you get to him, the more you trust him the more faith you build in Jesus. But if you never read his word and go on what someone else tells you, mm. you don't build a relationship with Jesus like that. You want to go on what you hear. 
but not what you know for yourself. See, because when you read his word and build that relationship, you pray to him. You ask him about things. You ask him to lead you. Right. To guide you. To show you. To give you peace. See, and give you peace. You will ask for that. Can nobody else do that for you? Amen. So let's go to Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. But grow in grace, undeserved favor, spiritual strength, and recognition and knowledge and understanding of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Messiah. To him be glory, honor, majesty, and splendor, both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. So he's saying growing grace. That means to recognize, to have the knowledge and understanding of our Lord Jesus Christ. We got to know him that personal. And you can only do that by his reading word. his word. That's how you get to know him and understand him. You see, to understand Jesus, you know you the power know of Jesus. Mm. And to uh, know the power, you have no fear, but you trust and keep the faith. And know the love of and him. And know the love of him. See, knowing what he can do, make you have that faith and no more worry because you know you have a Jesus that can do all things and fail at nothing. Amen. So we're going to study what it means to grow in Christ and we will see how important the Word of God is to that growth. So we're going to start again, we're going to start in John chapter 3 Verse 3, 4, and 5. John, chapter 3. Okay, John 3. I'm starting at verse 3. John 3 and verse 3. Okay. John, chapter 3 and verse 3. Okay. Jesus answered him, I assure you most solemnly, I'll tell you, that unless a person is born again, a new from above, he cannot ever see, know, or be acquainted with and experience the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter his mother's womb again and be born? And Jesus answered, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, unless a man is born of water and even the spirit, he cannot ever enter the kingdom of God. Amen. 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 So that's the need for growth. So Nicodemus went to Jesus by night. Nicodemus asked Jesus how to have eternal life. Jesus said, as we just read, that we need to be born again. Well, this condition shows that a Christian life began as what? A baby. Mm -hmm. The beginning of a Christian life is a picture 
as a new birth. The new believer is considered a baby in Christ. So it is important for every Christian to be bottle fed. So that gives each of us the chance to what? Grow. Because when you have a baby, you can't just give him table food. Because no. he won't be able to digest. digest that. Because his what? His stomach is Nothing not ready. Has, it's, it's got to grow and he has to be fed nutrition milk because of his you know, when being a baby, he don't have all the faculties that he needs to eat. Right. Table food. Right. He have no teeth for one. He don't have no teeth. He don't have no teeth for one, and and the and the rest is history. <laughs> so you know, Peter encouraged believers to grow in grace and knowledge, like we read in Second Peter three eighteen. That's right. But earlier, Peter used a new birth example to make the point. Let's look in First Peter chapter one and verse twenty-three. First Peter chapter one and verse twenty-three. Because you know, when you become a Christian and you are a new babe as a Christian, there is some script scriptures. You can digest until you start growing in Christ. Am I right? You're right. You're very right. So you have to grow in the Word and start understanding it. That's why you can't digest all the Word like that either. So First Peter chapter 1 and verse 23 says, You have been regenerated, born again, not from a mortal origin, seed, or sperm, but from one that is immortal by the ever-living and lasting Word of God. That's right. Because when you, before you're born again, you are flesh. But then when you're born again, spiritual. you're spiritual. So that's why you're, you're, you need to be born again. Because now you're born of the Spirit and you know spiritual things than spirit the Holy exactly. Spirit talks to you, guides you. And guides you through Be your process. Yes, through your process. Before you got born, your flesh led you and guides you. And that was the thing, the things of the world. And you were ignorant about godly things. You could not see those things. But when the Holy Spirit took over, you saw and, and things and understood things you never understood before. Exactly. So we're going to go to First Peter chapter 2, starting in verse 1. Okay. First Peter chapter 2, verse 1. So be done with every trace of wickedness, depravity, malignity, and all deceit and insincerity, pretense, hypocrisy, and grudges, envy, jealousy, and slander, and evil speaking of every kind. Like newborn babies, you should crave thirst for, earnestly desire the pure, the pure unadulterated spiritual milk, mm. that by it you may be nurtured and grow unto completed salvation. 
since you have already tasted the goodness and kindness of the Lord. I love that. Like he's saying, the unadulterated spiritual milk. Spiritual Pure. milk. Beautiful. Mm. And that's what he is telling us. That's how we have to grow. Let's look in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12, 13, and 14. That's Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 5, 14, 12, 12, 13, and 14. For even though by this time you ought to be teaching others, you actually need someone to teach you over again. And very first principles of God's word, you have come to need milk, not solid food. Wow. You're not ready for that. For everyone who continues to feed on milk is obviously inexperienced and unskilled in the doctrines of righteousness, of conformity to the divine will and purpose, thought and action. For he is a mere infant, not able to talk yet. Wow. Mm. Verse 14. But solid food is for full-grown men, for those whose senses and mental faculties are trained by practice to discriminate and to, and to distinguish between what is morally good and noble and what is evil and contrary either to divine or human law. So what point is Paul making in Hebrews 5 through 12? Well, Paul showed that accepting Jesus is not the end of our spiritual walk, but the beginning. So there is a need for growth. And some of us are still drinking milk. Drinking milk. Drinking so milk. what does that mean? Then you're not growing. No. You're just stagnant. That you're means still that. Sitting. You're not growing because you're not letting the Holy Spirit lead you. As I said before, you're still leaning to your own understanding, trying to do it on your own. And the Holy Spirit is not leading, you're leading yourself. You're not growing. You're not growing in Jesus Christ. You're not growing in Jesus Christ. So something is wrong. You're something not is wrong. Now, the only thing could be wrong is you've been you haven't been born again. You're not being obedient. You're not the, praying. You're not praying. These are the things you must not be doing because you're not growing. If you're doing these things, then the Holy Spirit would and will work in your life. Exactly. Also, let's look at Second Corinthians chapter seven and verse one. Second Corinthians chapter seven. All right. And verse one. And verse one. Therefore, since these great promises are ours, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates and defiles body and spirit, and bring our consecration to completeness in the reverential fear of God. So again, Paul shows that accepting Jesus, like we said, is not the end of our spiritual walk, but the beginning. So there is a need for growth. 
perfecting holiness means to bring our walk to a complete finish. Oh, so, oh, Paul said, yeah, okay, you, all right, you, oh, you're obedient, you praying, and you read the word, but there are some other things you're not being obedient to. Something else is wrong. Oh, something else is wrong here. Oh, okay. So now you need to pray and ask God, Lord, give me a clean what? Creating me a clean heart. Oh, yeah, because it's something inside of you. It's going on with the heart. That's going on with the heart that you do not know about. That's right. So you need to ask God to clean that up. Because, Lord, I, I'm trying, or I thought I was doing all things right, but there is something standing in the way, Lord. And I don't know what it is, so would you please clean it up for me so I can have an open door to you? That's right. We're also yeah. going to look at Ephesians, because you're right. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1. Okay. Four chapter 4 and 1. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the prisoners for the Lord appeal to and beg you to walk, lead a life worthy of the divine calling to which you have been called, with behavior that is a credit to the summons to God's service. So the Bible says that we are saved by faith. Our acceptance with God is based on righteousness of Jesus. So God gives the righteousness to us by grace through faith alone. But the Christian life is one of growth in Christ and change for the better. So we are to change and for the better. Our lives ought to show more and more the character of God. Now, brothers and sisters, here's what get us right here. Now, the outer appearance that That's good. can be noticed is good, but it's those sins that nobody knows about but you and God. That's right. Those are the ones that get us. Those are the ones that hold us down that only God and you know about. And those are the ones that keep us from having that tight relationship with God. Those are the ones that we need to pray about, get on our knees and pray about that God needs to help you with so you can get that open door straight to the throne. That's right, because, you know, he's telling us... <clears throat> that our lives ought to show more and more the character of God. You know, and character is what? What's the meaning? That's who you are. Your character is a sum of the choices you make. That's right. And so you may have, the outer appearance may fool the world, but the heart, God knows. And if that heart have anything wrong, God knows. And that's why things are not going the way they should be. Because God said, you have something you need to repent of that you and I are the only one that knows about. And you need to get it right. 
Well, and you're right. So we can look over look over your life as a Christian. I don't care how long you've been one. And what areas have you seen much growth in Christ and go. maturity? And what are the weaker areas? What must your hope of salvation depend on? Christ's righteousness and not yourself. Amen. That's right. Amen. So look over your life and see what's going on. See if there's areas that you know you haven't grown in and you need to get to that maturity stage. And if you don't know, pray and ask God to show you you. He will. And that way, he can help you get your life in order. See, many of us have been going to church for years. And we haven't asked Christ to show me, me. The areas of our life that That's need right. to be cleansed. Right, needs to be cleansed. And we walk in every day thinking that we are all right, that our life is in top, top shape. And we're not. We need some work done on us because we are so wrapped up and so selfish that think we are in class A shape. And we're not. That's that's, right. That's going to hurt us in the end. And we're getting in that time of the world that we don't have a lot of time to ask God to help us and get us right so we can make it in. That is so right. That's why we need to continue to grow through the Word. And before we go on to more growing through the Word, which is the Bible, we're going to take a break, play a song, and come back with more. So keep it locked in on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing in Time Bible Study.
just as truly as they, the Israelites of old, did when the good news of deliverance from bondage came to them. But the message they heard did not benefit them, because it was not mixed with faith. Mm. With the leaning of their entire personality on God, and absolute trust and confidence in His power, wisdom, and goodness, by those who heard it, neither were they united in faith with the ones Joshua and Caleb who heard did believe. See what I'm saying? Look what happened to Israelites. It wasn't mixed with faith. Yeah, they gotta, you got to have faith, no faith, and you cannot do anything for God, not nothing. you got to have faith. Faith. Well, that's right. In Hebrews chapter 3 and 4, Paul talks about the children of Israel. Even after escaping from Egypt, the children of Israel had to wander in the desert for 40 years. And what is most interesting is what Paul said about them, what we just read in Hebrews chapter 4 and 2. We also, and what bothers us so much is that the generation of God's people has so much proof of its leading. We go back over the story of the Exodus and what happened to them in the desert 
God did miracles after miracles. He parted the Red Sea for them so they can escape the Egyptians. He gave them manna to eat every day, but they still didn't have no faith. No faith. Now, Man. he did all this, but they still didn't have no faith. Mm. That, wow. I mean, how can you not have faith when you see this in someone that did all, all of that for you? Exactly. Well, I'm getting ready. We're going to say, but what lesson about faith can we learn from this okay. story? We're going to go to Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 12. All right. Hebrews 3 and 12. We need to find out what lesson we need to learn from it. Okay, I got you. Okay. Hebrews chapter 3, 3 and verse 12. And verse 12. Okay. Therefore, beware, brethren. Take care, lest there be any one of you a wicked, unbelieving heart, heart, which refuses to plead to, trust in, and rely on him, leading you to turn away and desert or stand aloof from the living God. Mm. So we have to be aware. We have to learn the lessons of the Israelites because they had it all right there, and they still lack faith. Well, we don't have all the miracles. We, we see miracles, but not like what they seen. Well, so we have to be careful. Well, they had the miracles because they didn't have the word. God had to prove and show them who he was. But we have God's word right before our eyes. Right, but listen at this. If, if we don't, under, we gotta remember this, because so often, you know, people think that if they had more signs from God and more proof, like they, we seen the Israelites had, their faith in God would grow. But it does not work that way. Well, it didn't work with them that That's way. That's right. They had proof. You either have right faith before. or no faith. No faith. It's they, not a matter of the mind. It right. is not a matter of signs and wonders. Instead, faith is a matter of the heart. Heart, there you go. Of the heart. Uh, that's right. They had all, living, the, proof they all need. the proof they needed, and they, some of them still did not believe. Still did what not they have the faith saw they with needed. Their, with their own eyes. So if we had it, we would be just like them. We still wouldn't believe it. Oh, that ain't real. Or don't <laughs> let your eyes fool you. That's what some of us would be saying uh -huh. right today. Right, because they have proof right there, too. So, you know, we grow in faith, though, as we what? Surrender our hearts and soul to the Lord. That's we can right. grow in faith only through using our faith. We grow in faith when we what? Study God's Word, Word. with a heart open to learn from Him. See, the thing is, you can study God's word all day, but if your heart is not open, it's not going to do you any good. It's not going to do you a bit of good. Not a bit not of good. Not a bit of good. So God is the creator of faith, and we must put our trust in him. Faith grows through study of the word. Of the word. Let's look in Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. Okay, Romans. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. Right. 
Romans 10, 10 and verse 17. 17. Okay. So faith comes by hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ, That's the right. Messiah himself. So there you go. But we must take the time to study the word. That's we must right. study with a heart and mind surrendered to the Lord. Then we will know more about our loving God. And the more we know of God, the more we love and trust him, the more we can trust him. That's the right. more we do whatever he wants us to do. There you go. So we must study the word of God if we want our faith to grow. To grow. And I know that to be a fact because we continue to read his word every day. We may not do Bible study Monday, but Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but every day we are in the yes, word. In the word. That's right. That's we are right. studying his word. Otherwise, the Lord, the Holy Spirit has moved us to do what we're doing right now. That's so right. we got to remember that. It's important that we stay in the Word. You know, we also going, we have to grow in love. Let's look in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 8. All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 13. And verse 8. Verse 8, okay. Love never fails. Never fades out or become obsolete or comes to an end. As for prophecy, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they will be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. It will lose its value and be superseded by truth. So remember... Growing in love never fades. So the Bible says that we are to love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind. Amen. We are to love our neighbors as ourselves too. So we are to love our enemies and our fellow believers. These are God's commands. These commands are not always easy to follow, but we know that for a fact because we got to love our enemies. That's right. And, and <laughs> enemies are hard to love, I tell well, you. Some people can and, be very hard to yeah, love. Yeah, some people. And, and, I mean, it don't always have to be an enemy. Some people in it's hard general to love it's hard anyway. to love anyway. You know, and this is because we are selfish sinners who love self above everything else. Yes. That's the problem. Yes. So if if you love someone, that person is usually someone who loves you back. But God wants but you to the love. the Bible says <laughs> that is not enough. Look at Matthew chapter 5 and verse 44. The Bible says that is not enough. That is not enough, he said. Okay. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So it really takes going in the Lord to be able to love those who do not love you and those who are your enemies. 
Mm. And it definitely takes some growing in Christ. Very, it, it, very it, true. It, it, it takes Jesus. It takes having <laughs> Jesus in you Amen. to love your enemy and the one who persecutes you. You got to have God in you. Because I tell you what, you cannot do it without him. Now, mm -hmm. I haven't oh, seen, no. brothers and sisters, I haven't seen anyone yet that can love their enemy or someone that, like Christ. They're not Christ or someone that's slandering their name or whatever it may be. And continue to love. And continue to love them. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 14. Okay. Galatians 5.14 For the whole law concerning human relationships is compiled complied with in the one precept you should love your neighbor as you do yourself. Also, let's look at 1 John chapter 3 and verse 14. 1 John Chapter 3, 14. and verse 14. We know that we have passed over out of death into life by the fact that we love the brethren, our fellow Christians. He who does not love, abides, remains, is held, and kept continually in spiritual death. He who does not love, they remain and are kept continually in spiritual death. And I'll tell you about how you need to love. First mm. John chapter 4 and verse 7. I'll tell you that. First John chapter 4 and verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another for love is springs from God. And he who loves his fellow man is begotten, born of God, and is coming progressively to know and understand God, to perceive and recognize, get a better and clearer knowledge of him. Do you understand? See, <clears throat> what God is saying here, love covers multitude of sin. sin. And we have more love in the world today. A lot of the problems that's going on in the world wouldn't, wouldn't be going on today. We wouldn't have, <clears throat> excuse me, we wouldn't have much murder. That's what we do every day, do. every hour, every second. That's right. We wouldn't have much rape. That's right. We wouldn't have much hate. Hmm. Discrimination. Much discrimination. Hate crimes. As it is going on in the world today, and we have some L O V E, true, godly L O V A, going on in this world today. L O V E, that's right. Let's ah. look at uh, verse 8, too, okay. while you're talking about this right. L O V E. Okay, here it is. He who does not love has not become acquainted with God does not and never did know him, for God is love. So, brothers and sisters, if you sit and say you know God and you have no love, you have no love for your brother or your sisters, he just told you you a lie. That's right. This is a plain out lie. If you say 
you don't love your brother and sister. Now, and you claim to know God. And you don't you know claim, him. And you claim to know him. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not your brother and sister stay in the same house. That's anybody, anybody that lives on this earth with you. If you don't love them, then you don't know him. He just said it. He just said it in his word. So the word love is used so often that it is easy to forget what it really means. He said in all that you do. Get understanding. Get understanding. And all thou getting. And mm -hmm. all thou getting. So, so in all that you do, do it in love. In love. So the Bible examples show that love is something we do rather than simply an emotion or feeling. The Bible speaks about love as a attitude. Let's look in First uh, Corinthians chapter 13. I'm going to read a little bit of that. First Corinthians okay. chapter 13 okay. starting at verse 1. 13 verse 1. If I can speak in the tongues of man and even of angels who have not love that reasoning, intentional spiritual devotion, such as inspired by God's love for and in us, I am only a noisy going or a clanging <laughs> symbol. And if I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, and understand all the secret truths and mysteries and possesses all knowledge, and if I have sufficient faith, so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, which God's love in me, I am nothing, a useless nobody. Ooh. If I don't dole out all that I have to the poor in providing food, and if I surrender my body to be burned, or in order that I may glory, but have not love, God's love in me, I gain nothing. Love endures long and is, and is patient, kind. Love never is envious nor bores over with jealousy. Is not boastful or vainglorious. Does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude and does not act unbecomingly love. God's love in us does not insist on his own rights or his own way. For it is not self-seeking, it is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice or, I mean, does not in, rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness unrighteousness but rejoices when right and truth prevail love bears up under anything and everything that comes and is ever ready to believe the best of every person its hopes are faithless under all circumstances and it endures everything without weakening love never fails never fades out or become obsolete or comes to an end as for prophecy, the gift of interpreting divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they will be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. It will lose its value and be superseded by truth. So okay. what it's saying is love is an attitude. 
Love is an attitude. What's an attitude? A way of thinking, acting, and feeling. That's right. So love is a way of thinking, acting, and feeling. And feeling. That's what he's saying. So that's, that's godly love. So love will push us to action. And the Bible clearly gives an example of what true love really is. We know what love is because what did Jesus do for us on, on the, the cross? cross? See, Satan have us using that word love and we misuse it so much that we have made it so unreal that we don't even know what it what is. What it really, really means. We Amen. don't really know what it means. We have misused it and abused it so much that we do not know what it really means. We have made it just as false as we are. That's right. Let's go but, look at, we did. That's why we're going to go look at First John. First John. First okay. John chapter 3 and verse 16. Okay. First John three sixteen. By this, we come to know progressively to recognize, to perceive, to understand the essential love that he laid down his own life for us. And we ought to lay our lives down for those who are our brothers in him. All right. So Amen. to love like this, we need to think about the rights, interests, and hurts of others. And we can do this only through the power of God as we grow in Him and His grace. My goodness. Amen. So growing in love, growing in Christ, growing in faith is all through His Word. And all through His Word. We need Jesus. <laughs> every day, every, every day, hour, every, and hour, every hour. We second. need it. Yes. We want to grow into maturity so we can, and the only way to do that is we got to continue to stay in his word and we can eat solid foods as long as we continue to grow in Christ. Brothers and sisters have been drinking milk too long. It's time to eat meat because right. time is running out. Running out. Let's not let it run out before the meat is gone. Because when it's gone, that's it. That's it. We won't be able to find any. We just want to ask the Lord. You know, we don't want to be like the Israelites. Right, lack of faith. Lack of faith. It took them 40 years. You yes, don't sir. know if you're going to have that 40 years. We don't so know if we got 40 years. We don't want to look back and say, let us go back to slavery so we can have meat. Hmm. Let's not be like that. We want the word. We, we want, want the, the meat word. of the word. We're being fed. Right now, what we need, let's receive it, eat it, and make it in. Amen. So we thank you so much for listening in, for joining us tonight on End Time Bible Study. We're coming back. We're going to play a song, coming back with closing comments, email address, and also prayer. So keep it locked in on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweetman. I really love you. I really love you. Because you first.
showed me when you gave your only son. I really love you. I really love you. Yes, I do. Come on, say that. for joining us. Our closing comment tonight is the author, God of the spiritual life is unseen. And the way he creates and supports this life is something the human mind just cannot understand or explain. But the work of the spirit always follows the written word. As in the natural world, so in the spiritual world. You know, this is not done by direct miracles, but through the use of blessings placed within our reach. So, in the same way, the spiritual life is kept going by the use of those things that God has given. The follower of Christ will become mature, attaining to reaching the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. To become so, the Christian must eat of the bread of life, drink of the water of salvation. He must watch and pray and work. He must listen to what God in his word tells him to do. do. Amen. Amen. Now we have closing prayer. A mind to pray. Dear almighty and omnipotent God, our father, our creator and everlasting help. We humbly approach your throne in the precious name of Jesus. We eagerly enter your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise, recognizing you are infinite in power and might. The fullness of your ways are past knowing and your majesty is both seen and felt. 
Your word says you will grant us the very desire and will to do those things that are pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, the first and the last, we ask for our mind to pray and revelation to have a deeper and more intimate fellowship with you. We ask that you drive out all distractions and the cares of this life and give us a sincere heart to seek your face with great expectation and hope. Let us have the same attitude of Christ, who was totally faithful and dependent on you. In the name of Jesus, help us, Holy Spirit, to submit our minds to the purpose and plans of God while teaching us how to follow him daily. Let us turn from our wicked ways so that our sins be forgiven and that you hear our prayers and restore our land. In the name of Jesus, renew our minds and saturate them in your word that our thoughts are pure and steadfastly focused on you. Draw us near and let us listen attentively to your voice, cherishing every moment in prayer and fellowship with you. Let us desire your presence more than our natural food and give us a mind to pray and seek your kingdom above all else while trusting you to provide all of our needs. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. 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 And may the windows of heaven open and pour upon you a bundle of blessings. Thank you so much for joining us. And remember, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we come on from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So may you have a wonderful and happy Sabbath. Enjoy your night. And remember, Stay in God's word because you want to continue to grow in Christ. And have a blessed night. Be blessed.